0: Try this on in your imagination, okay? That gold is already gone. That's bullshit, Steve. No, really, it's over, Charlie. I'm trying to move the last two bricks. You wanna come after me over a couple of lousy bricks? I mean, (laughs) really, be my guest. Really, but you're off to a bad start, you know? Because you just blew the best thing you had going for you. You just blew the element of surprise. Surprised? Welcome to Blockbuster Ballers. Blockbuster Bazingos. Blockbuster Boys. Blockbuster Buffs. Blockbuster Buffs. Blockbuster Buffs. Blockbuster buffs. Harmonize with me, Joe.
1: Blockbuster Buffs. Do you know how to harmonize? You,
0: you're like a I trained mean, singer.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're it's a professional. One of us sings melody
0: and one of us sings harmony (laughs) and that's how you harmonize i don't know what i don't know what those words mean but i'm too afraid to ask at this point (laughs) so let's just get into this show this show is a movie podcast on the old days off network where we talk about movies uh this season is about fast and furious family what is the family up to when they're not hanging out at barbecues Jumping planes off of buildings and stuff, or cars off of buildings. A couple planes, too. Yeah, just just doing all kinds of random (laughs) stuff. Yeah, and today uh, we're checking out uh,
1: one of the more recent additions to the barbecue, our boy Shaw. Yeah. Deckard Shaw, a.k.a. Jason Statham,
0: a.k.a. Handsome Rob. Yep. Bad guy. This is the bad guy from uh, Fast and Furious 7, and then a kind of bad guy in 8, but who turns around in 8, makes it to the barbecue. Uh, we also have another addition on this episode, particularly, which is Cypher. Charlize Theron. Yep. So we figured we'd get two birds, one stone, and get to watch a movie Joe and I have watched... I don't know, six times together? Oh, yeah. <laughs> At <For> least. Sure. <laughs> yeah. This is a... Uh, this was a staple growing up, this for sure. Is, this is
1: part of my DNA. This is the yeah. reason I have a Mini Cooper.
0: Yeah, we're talking the Italian job today. So, uh, before we do that, we like to just kind of dust off our podcasting... Uh, yeah, just start podcasting muscles and yeah. talk about kind of what we watched this week. I'd also like to say, anyone who's on Patreon watching the video, um, yeah, I think you'll notice a change of scenery. <laughs> I, I am in the middle of a a life-changing move, so that's why you're in my in-law's garage with a pile of my stuff behind me pretty busy it's, if you look on the video it's kind of a vibe it is a vibe it's i don't hate it it's to be al- honest with you. almost
1: like uh harry potter's little wood shop or something you know like little yeah. just like g- g- gizmos and bazoingos yeah, like gadgets just, and gizmos a plenty a yeah, g- <laughs> <laughs> plenty
0: that's a that's a harry potter thing right definitely yep. sweet
1: mm-hmm. we're like inside hermione's bag right now Perfect. her american garage
0: bag version <laughs> Yeah, and Newt Scamander's pouch or whatever he's got going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, what did you watch this week, Joe? What did I watch this week? I watched
1: uh, No Hard Feelings. It's a new... Uh, no
0: Hard Feelings? I've never even heard of this.
1: It's just came out. Very new. It was in theaters for a little bit. Now it's on Netflix. It's got Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, it's a rom-com. It's about this girl who grows up in Montauk, up in the coast of like Massachusetts or wherever and uh, she's a local. She's kind of a kind of a dirtbag, but uh, she uh, is... Her house is getting taken uh, by... It's going to be taken by the bank if she can't come up with the money to pay off her mortgage. Her mom has passed away, mm. and her car is getting towed because the bank has done an asset seizure. So her car gets towed, and she's an Uber driver. So in order to get a new car, she's looking on ads, and there's an ad for a buick uh and the description is if you date our son then you can have the buick <laughs> and so i have seen ads for this yeah what's it called again no hard feelings no hard feelings okay yeah. uh so was it, it any good it was pretty fun it yeah. was fun it wasn't it was like very predictable pretty cliche in a lot of spots but it was fun it was uh goofy pretty ridiculous but still pretty heartwarming and
0: you know, all the, the things you want out of a rom-com. Yeah, I like rom-coms. I'm a big rom-com guy. Yeah. Why? Because I love love. And that's the real message of the show. <laughs> love love, dude. Is love is dope. Everyone should love love. And yeah, rom-coms are fun. Um, Sweet, man. Yeah. What'd you watch? Uh, I watched season one of The Last of Us. Nice. Which I believe is the only There's, season that is out. It is.
1: Yep uh great yeah great season what did you think you, you never know, played the game did you no I did not all right
0: what's your what's your take from someone who didn't play the game I was not that happy with it mm, in what ways well I think part of it is part of it was that there wasn't enough like monsters for my taste I mm. didn't I remember seeing shots of them like kind of in the dark like moving through areas in the dark And maybe that was just game footage. I'm not sure. But I didn't see a lot of that. And that kind of bummed me out. And then also just like not enough monsters. Plus, uh, I did not care for the like promotion of Marxism. That kind of just undergird a lot of the like community living. Hmm. Like they they set up all these Hmm. communities. And like one was like very fascist. And one was very um, one was like kind of just like during a hostile takeover. And then one was, like, a commune, and then the other one was, like, a religious community. And the religious community was just, like, starving and filled with rapists. And then, like, the...
1: And cannibals.
0: Yeah, and cannibals. And then the, like... Spoiler. The fascist one was just full of unhappy people who were doing fine, but they were unhappy. And then the, like... What's it called? Yeah, the one with the hostile takeover just had... Was kind of in the midst of, like, creating a dictatorship. Um, ended up getting everyone killed. So the only one that worked was like the commune, which I we we have had experience with communes in real life, and they don't typically work out just like super awesome and like flourishing. So that that did kind of bother me as a not Marxist, um, I not to I, too worldview heavy, but I really just that that super bothered me.
1: I get your point, but I think it's entirely different at. A, such a
0: smaller scale. Yeah, you're it, talking about where his brother lived is the successful yeah. community, right? And it is plausible, but we've seen small communities. So, like maybe with the maybe with the like advent of just monsters running about. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's kind of the only way yeah. to do it. The apocalypse <laughs> kind of changes things. Yeah, there's not a lot of like. <laughs> fiat currency running about. (laughs) I'm not too concerned about Marxist or fascist when I'm just trying to knock it even alive. for sure. So I could see it possibly working, but I was like, this is not as subtle as I wanted it to be. Hmm. Not enough monsters,
1: too much communism. Interesting take. I also agree there were not enough monsters. But it did follow the game very well. It did stay true to the game. And uh, I enjoyed the characters a lot. Still, were there more monsters
0: in the game? Yeah, but obviously, like there has to be because you gotta like fight things more regularly in a game. Yeah, not as fun to watch generally. Yeah, but I don't know. It felt very soap opery. Plus, just like <laughs> monsters thrown in. They should have more had more monsters. Yes. Monsters were very They're... cool though, and that yeah. was the other problem. Is like they were. I felt like they were trying to not make you sick of the monsters. When I'm like, I want to see what these monsters can do.
1: The big the big baddie, the big, big boy uh-huh. was sick in the TV show, but you run into several, like a lot of those in the game. Oh,
0: okay. You end up having to fight a lot more of those, so that was a little a bit of a bummer that more of those didn't show up. Yeah, I didn't understand why he was more powerful or better. Like, I just thought, oh, that's like a big guy. <laughs> like a big guy got the cordyceps in him, and
1: yeah. Uh, they changed the reasoning for the show away from the game, why those guys got so big. I think it was just because it was like, in, well, you saw the show more recently than I did, but... They didn't say. Are you sure? I feel like it was because it was more people like just morphing, like mm-hmm. like a lot of people, like bodies were all in one area that were like squished together, and so they liked as the cordyceps morph them all together in the game it's ones that they get stuck somewhere but they uh like have enough sustenance to like continue to grow and so they become like more and more gaseous like they just get like really really big and fat and then they huh. they like uh they release uh the cordyceps too like they'll release gas so you have to like put on a gas mask when you're fight- fighting them that or, would have been way core. And they like throw
0: uh like gas bombs <laughs> Whoa. at you. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty sick, actually. I I would be interested in the game, but I do not have a PlayStation, which I believe is the uh is the requirement. It is. So anyway, apart from me not liking uh communism and you watching uh loving love. Loving love. Today we are talking about Italian job. Fast cars and a lot of gold. Mark Wahlberg. We got, uh, what's his face? The Napster. Edward Norton. Charlize Theron. Seth Green. Um, Jason Bay. I haven't seen him in a lot of other stuff. And Donald Sutherland at the beginning. Is, is Jason Bay. He's left here.
1: Yeah, he's left here. That's, uh, he's a rapper. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, uh, Oh, oh sh- as most deaf. Yeah, that's most deaf. Yeah, <laughs> you would know him probably by his rap name.
0: Yeah, most deaf. <laughs> if, yeah, yeah, I know that. <laughs> yeah. Not most deaf. No, most deaf. Yeah, like no. Moss Mas- Eisley, but mo- Moss deaf. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the cantina scene or whatever. Yeah. So, well, uh, what is this movie, and why are we we're watching it? Because we're looking at, we're checking out what Charlize and um, Jason. Yeah, Jason Statham are up to... I forgot. I keep wanting to call him Rob. <laughs> are up to outside of the Fast franchise. These are two villains just living their lives in villain country. And now they are two heroes. So, Joe, you got the plot on this one. I know it's like yep. one of your real faves. It's it's up there for me, but not like, you know, not in the same way. All right, here we go. Breakdown. So, starts out.
1: Charlie... Uh, who's played by our, our boy Wahlberg. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg uh, is leading a team of thieves in Venice. They are a group of guys that have been together for a while on several heists. Donald Sutherland is kind of like the uh, father figure, but he has gone into retirement. Charlie has asked him to come out of retirement for this one last heist. That one last job. That one last job. One last job trope. Uh, he agrees and...
0: Uh, Dang it, I want a cha-ching sound effect so bad.
1: <laughs> a little jump in the gun, he sends his daughter, Stella, <clears throat> a necklace from Venice. So, they're in Venice. They are driving on a boat, going around the canals. They come to this kind of like open canal garage thing. Uh, their their man, Seth Green, is on the, the techie side, so he's uh, he can get into whatever, hacking his stuff, and he opens his garage door, they get in the boat, uh, well, they, they take the boat inside and they come into like this kind of basement bay area where there's just water and a and, uh, place to get out. Yeah, it's a boat garage yeah, for boat Venice livers. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah,
0: everybody knows what those are. Yeah, Does. For sure. Have, haven't we all been to Venice? Yeah. <laughs> You've seen the boat garages. Yeah. Move on,
1: Joe. <laughs> <laughs> right. Put that on my bucket list. So, they go in there and... Charlie is leading the job, even though uh, Donald Sutherland has been the lead guy in the past. So uh, Steve, played by Edward Norton, is already inside. He's one story up. He is directed by Seth Green to paint some explosive paint uh, in a specific spot on the ceiling. Then Seth Green tells uh, Leftier, Most deaf, to mm-hmm. do the same thing on the garage, boat garage where they're at. They stick a couple bombs on him
0: bam all right so we see we see these gangsters up at, oh, above right, right. Yeah, yeah. Edward Norton's room and then no- Edward Norton's room is right above Left Ear's and this is super cool we're we're getting a little in the weeds but like bam the safe drops three like, stories three stories down yeah. into the boat garage Yeah. into it's the crazy. water yeah but uh, it doesn't look it's, like it uh, true good point, Good point <laughs> So
1: the uh, the gangsters start freaking out. One of them runs to the window. Uh, Hans Marab, who is the wheelman, also the boatman. Jason ma- Statham. Jason Statham. The boatman yep. in this scene. Uh, he and Seth take off in the boat with a uh, covered item that looks like a safe. They're driving through the canals, running around, getting chased by these mobsters. And lo and behold, the real safe is in the water. Charlie, uh, left here and Donald Sutherland are down there. Donald Sutherland is the safe cracker. So he's the expert crack man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's a crack man. He's a crack man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And he's down there. Uh, he's, he's trying to break into this safe. Uh, the other guys are getting chased away in the boat. Sutherland cracks the safe open just in time. And what do they find? $35 Thirty five million dollars worth of gold bars. Yep. Thirty-five million dollars worth of gold bars. So they start loading up their little uh, underwater uh jet ski thing, whatever. Uh propeller propelled thing.
0: Yeah, it's like a yeah. I don't know. Some type of water taxi.
1: Yeah, water taxi. That
0: yeah. Yeah, underwater <laughs> underwater version though. Like a scuba diver's, I don't know, jet pack yes yeah (laughs) exactly that but like a really slow one use your
1: imagination so they load this thing up get all the gold bars bing bang boom they're out of there yahtzee rob and seth green get out of there the napster uh and the crew escapes to the alps and they have a champagne celebration They've, That's right they've made out of Venice with their gold and they're fleeing the country now they are enjoying themselves with a little champagne and telling each other what they're gonna buy with their money so left ear says a big mansion in the south of Spain where he can have a room just for his Books and nope shoes well shoes but and yeah. another room uh with a uh, library full of first editions, yes, and another room just for his shoes <laughs> sorry, just it was so funny yeah. to me that he wants a room just for his shoes oh, man. he's got a lot of shoes yeah uh Rob wants a Aston Martin vanquish, and Seth Green wants a seven stero-
0: seventy <laughs> <laughs> stereo system so loud it'll blow women's clothes off exactly so. But what does Steve want? Steve. Joe, what does he want And all this? He must have some cool creative plan. After all, he is proficient at painting bomb explosives on one (laughs) roof somewhere. That's what we know. That's his basic skill that we know. (laughs) (laughs) What does he do? He doesn't even make the explosive. He just paints them on. (laughs) Uh, Well, he looks at the guys and he says,
1: I don't know. I like what you guys said. I'll take one of each. And they'll,
0: <laughs>
1: you get <can't>, it, not, <laughs> not going to work. So, from there, they get in their van. They're driving away from their little party spot. They get on this bridge, and it's a one lane bridge, icy in the icy Alps. Uh, they're driving along, and this car drives right up to them, doesn't get out of their way, makes them stop. Another car comes from behind them. They get sandwiched. Uh, guys start getting out of the vans and Steve pulls a gun on John Donald Sutherland who's driving or no he pulls a gun on Rob Mm -hmm. he says take your hands off the wheel then he gets out Uh, his boys uh, these other thieves open up the back of the van start pulling the gold out Uh, Steve opens the, the van door this guy's gun pointed right at John and John says there's nowhere you can go where we can't find you. Steve says, I bet you're right. Bam, bam. Shoots John. Rob drives off into the lake. They all pile in after uh, they, the guys have gotten all the gold bars out. Uh, they're falling to the bottom of this frozen lake. They're drowning. John's dead. Uh, Steve shoots, shoots an AK into the water, trying to make sure they're all dead. And they're down there for long enough. John's body floats to the surface.
0: Nope. They have uh they still have gear for scuba diving. scuba diving, so they're able to stay down there long enough for the people to think, Oh, well they're they're all dead.
1: Right. So John's dead. Steve takes off with his stolen gold, double stolen, double crossed. And it's a
0: real bad guy.
1: Real bad guy. Yeah. You know he's a bad guy. Stealing from Steelers. Stealing from stealers. No honor among these, huh? So Charlie pulls John's dead body from the water. And they have to go. Flash forward a year. Philadelphia. Is it only one year? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's only a year. Philadelphia. Uh, we're watching this, this lady, Stella, John's daughter, crack a safe. And we think, what's, what's she doing? Is she doing what, she, what her dad does? Yeah, I think she's a thief. Yeah, she's a thief too. She cracks it open, uh, but she's using like tech cameras yeah. and stuff. This is not Charlize the least old... they're on, by the way. Yes. She's not doing it the old-fashioned way. She's figured out new school stuff.
0: Breaks in. Not your daddy's safe cracker. (laughs) Well, not her daddy's safe cracker. Nope. (laughs) Too soon? Uh, A little bit,
1: yeah. Uh, She cracks in, opens the safe, and then walks away. Doesn't even look inside. And she's doing it for the police.
0: Don't you want to see what's inside? I never look what's inside. Yeah, exactly. She's got (laughs) honor and integrity. She's a real hero. Yeah, she's she's cracking saves for the police. She's uh, that's that's her job, and she charges a lot for it, and she's the best at it. That is all. That's what very we know. tightly woven into that <laughs> yeah. one scene. Pretty decent writing, actually. This movie was super refreshing, by the way. <laughs> really? Yeah, because uh, and you know we'll get to it later, but this movie was a lot of fun. Good. Um, I, I mean, think I so too. <laughs> I haven't God. seen it in I don't know five years. Oh, nice. And so yeah, I'm. I'm just a joy <laughs> just delighted and then she whips her uh mini cooper which yeah could come into play later Maybe. uh into you know some parallel parking spot she like drifts it in kind of which is pretty cool and goes back to her office and brags about how awesome she is um who's there hey. joe
1: oh who's who could be waiting for her none other than charlie And she's like, what are you doing here? I told you I never wanted to see you again. And Charlie's like, look, I wouldn't be here if I didn't have information for you. We found Steve. He's living in L.A. He's changed his name and he's still got the gold. We're going to go after him, but we need a safe cracker. Are you in? And she's like, absolutely not. I'm not getting into the business that killed my father. She She tells Charlie to get out. So Charlie dips He goes and plays some basketball With handsome Rob <laughs> Whilst he's why playing well, Yeah why not While he's playing Basketball Stella's at home Thinking over What Charlie's Proposition could mean And she gives him A call She
0: says I'm in They've got a safe Cracker I want to see the Look on that man's Face when I take His goal <laughs> Is that right now She says it a couple Times I think she Says it right now Yeah she said that Then Yeah Yep so the uh,
1: Charlie and Stella head out to LA with the crew. Montage. Montage. They all they all meet up. They get the backstories on who is everybody. Yeah, who is everybody? Fun little fun little montage. How people. What what people's skills are. Left ear, most deaf, is an explosive expert. Handsome Rob is the the wheel man. Uh, what is Napster? What is Seth Green's? I mean, he is actual name. In his this. name is Lyle. Lyle, yeah. right,
0: right, right. Lyle. I, I, I posit we henceforth call him the Napster, as he insists upon. <laughs> his main thing is that he invented Napster and was stolen for him, and now he's a hacker thief. Yep. His the Napster was stolen from him by his college roommate. Yep. That one guy. And he's the guy on the social network who says, uh, get rid of the the Uh. Yeah, it's the same. I mean, it's played by... It's not actually Justin Timberlake, but yeah, it's that (laughs) Sean something. I don't know. Cool. There you go. Fun fact. Yeah,
1: that movie crossover. Yeah. Uh, And then Charlie is the the planner. uh, He's been a thief since since he had baby teeth. So they've got the crew, and they start coming up with a plan on how to steal from Steve's house. He's got a house in the Hollywood Hills, of course, where every uh, bad guy likes to hide in yeah. their big mansions. And their team's game plan is to uh, put Stella in a uh, like Comcast uh, satellite TV yeah. outfit. They're going to take out the, the satellite, have her go inside and do like a little recon because Steve will recognize any of them except for her. And she's going to scope out the house so they can get blueprints on
0: where the safe is and how to best steal from it with their mini coopers. Yeah, and there's a couple jokes about, like, handsome Rob is able to just, like, bed an attractive, uh, like, cable repair lady (laughs) and steal her her clothes and And stuff. She's absolutely...
1: The best looking cable repair woman oh my, yeah. you've she, ever you, seen.
0: They just show up and she's yeah. there. You're like, come on, man. That's <laughs>
1: one in a million.
0: <laughs> you guys get so lucky. It's crazy. Yeah. So she does go do that, though. She she goes in. She repairs Steve's cable. They artificially turn it off and then turn it back on after she works with it a little bit. Um, but she gets asked out on a date by the man who killed her father. And she accepts strangely.
1: Well, at first she she thinks it's not a good idea. She definitely tries to turn him down, mm-hmm. but he's kind of uh, he's kind of a dirtbag, so he keeps uh, pressing the idea.
0: Yeah, not like a cute, persistent way, but in like a jerk kind of. I have a bunch of money way. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so he, uh, she agrees because she thinks it might be a good idea. She, she thinks it might be a good idea because uh, they can trick him into leaving the house, and that can be the time they steal the safe. So yeah, it's a good idea. It's a good move. Uh they, that is going on. Uh at the same time, Steve is taking gold bars to a
0: fence. Yevon, I believe his name is. Yes.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh and this fence is the well, first off, he can only do like a two or three gold bars at a time. Mm-hmm. And so Steve is getting cash for his gold bars very slowly. Jevin uh starts to uh he, he starts to have an idea of when or wh- where these bars came from. And so these gold bars have a Balinese dancer on them. And uh Devin's cousin or uncle? Cousin. Cousin is a Russian mobster who mm-hmm. owns a construction site
0: in L.A. as well. Yeah, it seems to be kind of a front, but yeah. Yeah, for sure a front.
1: Mm-hmm. But uh, Jevin is dealing with Steve a couple times. At one point, Steve shows back up. He's kind of in a foul mood.
0: This is after the dinner that he does what I think we're going for. Is it after the dinner? But Yeah, okay. so there's one. there's one time he meets him before the dinner, and he's like, you know, don't record me. You got to get a sense of, of what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, And then we can just say it now. It doesn't really matter. But yeah, later after the dinner, we'll get to that in a second. He he shows back up and Yevon figures out where the bricks came from, mentions an Italian job, and then Steve kills him, takes all his money, and takes the gold. Yep. Immediately after, mob boss walks in. Steve is unaware wait yep yeah so that like I just let's just get that out of the way now yep. that's what happens that's how this yeah like the mob boss is kind of like a c plot that like comes it back later so we need to know about it um but then yep. they then we have like a montage I really like the use of montages in this movie I'd have to say we have like a montage they have like three days before this date where they have to get like they have to make a plan to get the safe and to get the gold. And they realize that they can't carry it. So then they have to get cars and they get Mini Coopers. Um, Charlize shows them that it's possible to do this route with her car and the weight. But they're like, we need to be faster. So we need like three of those. So they get three Mini Coopers. Um, they're ready to go. They're getting them basically outfitted by some mechanic dude. Um, but yeah, and and all the while... Rob is checking on like times from the house to the train yard where they're gonna move the like move the stuff and then um Lyle or Napster is trying to get into the security, like trying to get into the city like public transportation, yeah. yeah. Like traffic lights, yeah. Traffic lights and yeah, public transportation and subway system. So they're all just kind of working and you don't super know what's going on here. Um but I think that takes us to their first heist attempt yep so which goes perfectly yeah. that's why it's the first one <laughs> you know how first wives always work out, great yeah it's got a stink on it <laughs> exactly <laughs> Plan a has a stink
1: on it <laughs> so they pull up in their mini Coopers Charlie's in blue Charlie's is in. Red and handsome Rob with most deaf are in a white one. Mm-hmm. three of them they need three minis to get all the gold bars out and they're gonna drive it through his hallways because they're just wide enough. yep it's like six and a half feet. so their their plan is to drive into the house but the house is like I said in the Hollywood Hills it's gated it's got a guard and they pull up they're gonna they're gonna blow up the gate and drive through mm-hmm. but there's a party going on at the house right across the street. Way too many people, way too many witnesses. They have to call off the heist.
0: And Stella is late for her date. It's got to be good because now they need another opportunity. So he's like, you got to you gotta be charming because we need him to ask you out again. But she goes to the date with the guy who killed her father.
1: She shows up. Steve is there. He's being a sleazeball as per usual. Stella is just like barely putting up with it. Uh, and Charlie and the boys are kinda lurking around to keep an eye on her. Uh at one point. She,
0: she- says, I trust everybody. I don't trust the devil inside them. And Steve is like, Hold up a second. <laughs> John Bridger used to say that, and he had a daughter about your age, and I figured it out. And he immediately like grabs her arm and and is pretty aggressive with her, which is kinda interesting because it's like Sayings are sayings. Like they're just colloquialisms. Like I get it, that, but I feel like the the reaction, the fact that he pieces all together right away, is like shows that he's paranoid. Yeah. Because like in reality, like it's not that unreasonable that two dads might have the same say. <laughs> like <laughs> I get it, he's never heard it from someone else, but he hasn't lived all of human experience. I just thought like, man, he is super weird about that. Like I don't know. Well, he, he had figured never, it yeah, out. he had never seen her before, right. so I just was surprised he figured it out. But, uh, I mean, if he hadn't, he would have really ruined that date. That would have been a real bummer for him. Just <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about. But then she tips over a glass, and that's like the signal, um, for the boys to come in. Yep. Who's all there? Is it just Charlie and Rob, or uh, lefters there too. Okay. Yeah. So Robin left your or- They left Napster at home. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Napster was napping. He's
0: like, now nah, I don't need to threaten Steve today. <laughs>
1: uh, Charlie sits down with Steve. Mm-hmm. The other, the other three take off, and that's when we hear their little conversation go down. Uh, Steve's like, Yeah, the thing we started the show with
0: that I don't have pulled up anymore.
1: <laughs> Steve tries to tell him that there's not that much money left. He's already spent it all. Charlie's like, yeah, right. I know you're lying. And let's uh, let's start this game back up again.
0: Yeah, you don't have any creativity. You're going to lose. But that's where we get that scene where he's like, try this for creativity. You've already, like, blown all your element of surprise. Boom, gets decked in the face by Marky Mark himself, Charlie. <laughs> So from
1: there, from there, uh, Steve is—he's on the move. He knows that they're there. They're gonna try and do something. So he he takes off like a coward, and
0: uh, he takes all his gold and hires a bunch of armored. Yeah, he orders armored trucks, and mm-hmm. Lyle's uh, Napster is monitoring the phones, and he's like, "Uh oh, he's gonna move the money."
1: Yep. So he orders three armored trucks, uh, and he's in a helicopter.
0: They have to figure out what they're going to do, and they pretty much just go after him. So Yeah, they're, they're like, this is perfect, actually. We're going to ch- change the entire plan, but we're going to do it like the Italian job. And so then, boom, another montage? <laughs> like three montages in one movie? Yeah, it's uh it's uh, yeah, another montage of them like setting up bombs. And this time they don't really show you at all what they're doing. Yeah, right. Um that's true. They loop the mechanic in a little bit more. Uh, rich. Oh, here's what happens that is important though huh. is the stuff with Skinny Pete and the mob boss.
1: Oh right. Yeah, yeah.
0: So the mob boss has figured out that someone had killed you know, killed his cousin. And Skinny Pete is this guy who they is basically a supplier of weapons and information and he is a giant, giant of a man. <laughs> Very big boy. And, and not just like the rock giant, but like super fat, tall, giant. Like
1: <laughs> Job of the Hutt. Yeah, giant. like Job of the <laughs>
0: Hutt. He's got Job of the Hut vibes. If Job of the Hut
1: was a real person. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's so weird. It's he's so fat. And it's super <laughs> funny. When you're introduced to Skinny Pete, he's just got like this like Super, like, super hot model chick who's just, like, treating, like, babying him. And so he's at a driving range where he works out of, basically, another, you know, shell operation. And he's got, like, a putting green down on the ground. And she's just putting balls, like a, like golf balls, down on the putting green, and she just wax them, and they like fly off the edge. She's like, "You're doing really good. Okay, this one, just a little bit more gentle." And she puts it down, and you wax it, and like every single one's the same. And she just keeps being like relentlessly encouraging, and it's really funny. <laughs> That's what she's getting paid for. Exactly. Yep. But anyway, uh, he finds out. Uh, what's the bomb boss's name? Uh, Maskoff. Maskoff finds out that they killed, uh, that someone killed Yevon and also found out that Skinny Pete's the one who knew about where the gold was and so he Maskoff comes out to Skinny Pete's with an axe and it's like uh oh, baby go relax if you know what I mean <laughs> um, I know what you mean puts the axe down on the table and Skinny Pete's like I don't know what you're talking about, I told Charlie about this And then just, we don't see that, but it's clear. Um, And so then Skinny Pete, after that, calls Charlie. He's like, why'd you kill Yevon? Charlie's like, I don't know. I didn't kill Yevon. And so then that's how we get a little bit of a play where Charlie's aware that, during this whole montage bit, Charlie's aware that someone might be after him. That's as far as we get from here. (laughs) Okay. So, armored trucks show up. Yeah, Napster does make it into the... He can control the lights and stuff, too. Yep. So, Napster can direct
1: the armored trucks wherever they want them to go, as well as open up green lights for the for the team when they need them. hmm So, their armored truck shows up, and Napster realizes that there's three instead of one. And so, now they have to figure out which one actually has gold in it, because the other two are going to be decoys. Napster does his Napstering... And uses the traffic lights, uh, cameras, to uh, watch the trucks as they drive by and measure the uh, diameter of the wheelbases. Yeah. So the wheelbase that is the lowest carrying the heaviest load is the one that's got to have it. So checks one, nope. Checks two, nope. Checks three, bango. Got him. That's our truck. The crew takes off. They start driving through L.A., Getting uh uh trying to trying to stay out of traffic. Napster's opening up all these green lights for him. He's uh redirecting the armored truck where he wants them to go. And at one the point The
0: crew grows goes underneath uh into a subway station, mm-hmm. drives in front of a subway car, and then uh Napster stops the car right before so that way no one can get through. I just want to add that part. Yeah, the the subway.
1: Yeah. Yep. So they dri- the crew is driving through the subway. The armored truck is up on top driving through the the mm-hmm. city. The truck comes to a stop. Uh our boy wrench just there with a Pepsi billboard
0: for some reason. <laughs> Why walk- is he
1: there? <laughs> he walks out, lays down a l- yield tra- uh traffic sign cone thing, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this whole time Steve has been up in the air in a helicopter, flying around, keeping his eye on things. He flies around the skyscraper, loses view of the truck for just a minute, and as he goes around, boom, bang, the truck falls through the street. They blow up a whole shape of a square around the truck, falls through the street
0: and into the subway. And then, boom, that Pepsi billboard falls over the hole. So they did it like the Italian job. They dropped the truck down on the street. They just, like, they dropped the safe through the floors. And, uh, yeah, and then they covered it up by obscuring where it went.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So uh, the two drivers, they shoot a couple gas cans in there, get them to get knocked out. And now Stella is up
0: to crack the safe. But, oh, no, it's a different safe than the safe he had before. He switched safes on him. What's she going to do? She's going to have to crack it. She's going to crack it. um, But the problem with this safe is that there's a little glass pane inside there. And if she drills it and doesn't drill it perfectly and it cracks, if it breaks, it, like, locks the safe. So you could get through it with, like, you know, grinding wheels. But that's going to take a long time. So they're basically boned if that happens. Um, Yeah. She's got to go manual. Yeah, she starts drilling the safe, and she's like trying to figure it out, and she hears it like crack, but not break. And so she's got to do it like her dad did it. She's got to do it just by ear and by feel. She can't have any of that newfangled tech. She's got to just feel it out, and she's really nervous about it. She feels like she can't do it, but... Charlie gives her a little pep talk and she gets the job done and they still have 27 million in the, in gold bars. Yep. They, they
1: give uh, Lyle the, the count up of the, like across the height by width of how big the, the gold bars was. Mm-hmm. And at first he's trying to do the math and says like 2.7, 2.7 million. Wait, what? What? no, no, <laughs> 27, 27 million, $27
0: million. And the crew just starts getting all excited. Gets up and screams in the middle of like a train station baggage claim. And is like, yeah. And everyone looks at him. He's like, I got the Holy Spirit. It's a good train. You should get on it. It's super funny. Um I remember as a kid thinking that line was hilarious. Just him like, oh, yeah. man, it was so fun. It's a great line. <laughs> um, so then they got to get away with the gold, which seems like it's going to be a snap because they have it all planned out. The guys who are the motorcyclists who are guarding the gold trucks uh, aren't able to get into the subway because Napster stopped the car just right to where it like could not get in past it, which is super, you know, they're they're on top of it. And they're just, like, driving these cars through the L.A. River and, like, getting green lights all the way. And they're trying to make it to this train station before well, the train takes off. there
1: were a couple of motorcycle guys that made it into the subway. Oh, really? Yeah. They just went around? Yeah, they went around. So the that subway stopped. That one train stopped them, but they, they drove around and went, went another entrance. So they took a while to get around. But by the time they got all the gold bars in the cars, okay. uh, the two guys had kind of caught up. So they get chased through one of the uh, water tunnels. And the motorcycle guys are shooting at him. Uh, Rob like slams into one, knocks him off his bike, and then they, as they come out of the the sewer, uh, they splash into the, the water. Rob like whips around, tells left lefty to open his door, and the, as the motorcyclist come comes in,
0: slams in the door. It flies off. Our boy Shaw is really bringing his Fast and Furious energy to this. Yeah, yes. Is.
1: This is the beginning of Shaw. Or was it transporter? Which one came out first?
0: Uh transporter was way before that Fast One.
1: No, I mean was Transporter before oh, Italian job. I'm not sure. Let me check. And also Italian job
0: came out like the same time as Fast One. Two thousand three, so it's a couple years later. But yeah, he, he wasn't in it. Right. Um, but what about Transporter? Transporter One. Anyway, you Transporter look, uh one. 2002, so it was the year before Dang. this movie came out. It went from transporter to Italian job. It's a good run. That is a good run. And he kept running. Transporter 2, Transporter <laughs> 3, Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious 6, 7, 8, Hobbs and Shaw, The Meg, The Meg 2. <laughs> And a bunch of others. (laughs) Safe. Anyway. All kinds of stuff. Jason Statham is very popular. I'm not sure if y'all are aware.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Big action, man. One of the best action, man. The Expendables. Oh, yeah. Action. One, two, three. Wombos. Yep. (laughs) Uh, So they're driving through LA. Uh, Stella and Rob are in their cars and they're at this point everybody's all getting chased by steve steve has flown down with his helicopter he's trying to track the crew and uh stella and rob take off their one one way and charlie's like i'll take him and so charlie takes off another way he's getting chased by steve
0: in this freaking helicopter through the streets of la they go under an overpass the helicopter follows him under an overpass which is crazy (laughs) And they come to this, like, parking garage area. Uh... Yeah, and they're, like, kind of have, like, a standoff. Yep. And then Marky Mark, like, pulls his car up onto, like, basically a sidewalk, it looks like. And then jumps it off. And then when the helicopter turns around, it hits the rudders. It hits the rear rudders on the roof and like breaks down
1: yeah kind of jacks up charlie's car pretty big but yeah it's (laughs) still drivable it's it's doable yeah just breaks some glass in his face
0: yeah it's it's, it looks bad but it's all right he's all right
1: (laughs) so he he takes off driving Uh, the helicopter goes down steve hops out steals somebody's car little gta action for you
0: yeah follows him and follows him and they pull their they pull all their cars in the train into uh basically like a container car, lock it up, and then wrench is there. He lets them out, locks it up. They walk out with like a little briefcase, and then they disappear, and Steve is kind of lurking in the background.
1: steve Steve waits for the the crew to walk away. Then he steps up to to wrench. He's like, "Hey, man, go ahead and if you what what's in there if you uh if you open that up for me, I'll give you double whatever they're paying you. Yeah.
0: That's where you think wrench turns. It's where you feel, you feel like, oh man, he, he just gives it up because he does open the train car. But then, what's that guy's name? Maskoff. Maskoff pops out. <laughs> so he opens the train car, the train car's open, and, uh, I believe Charlie's in there. In the car, right? Yeah. When he opens it?
1: No, he's not in the car, but, He's, like, yeah, he's right there. Yeah. Like, you mean in the car car or in the train, in the train car? train car. Yeah, he's yeah. in the train car. Yeah, okay, so yep. it's, like, a big reveal. Yep. You got it. And <laughs> <laughs> from there, uh, Maskoff's men come over. They grab Steve. Uh, Steve's trying to uh, beg his way out of, out of whatever situation he's got himself into. He's like, same to Maskoff. I'll pay you double. Uh, I'll give you double whatever they're paying you. And uh, he's like, I've already made my deal. And Charlie takes the briefcase and hands it right over to Maskoff. Maskoff's got his gold. And Steve gets put somewhere very unpleasant. We don't know. Yeah, just Maskoff takes him away with his man. He's like,
0: I'm not going to kill you. Well not right away anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make use for you. <laughs> yeah, so he's clearly gonna torture Steve to death. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh and then the crew takes off in the train. They've got their cars, they've got their gold. They got their champagne. Got their champagne. They do a toast in honor of John.
0: And then everyone ends everyone gets what they wanted. And we get a little little montage again. Yep. Rob's got his car. And he uh gets the gets the cop oh yeah <laughs> uh, he gets pulled it's... over by some uh, pretty law lady Mom. who uh, yes is immediately taken with him <laughs> of course
1: how can you not Lyle gets his stereo it works wonderfully yeah he
0: blows a lady's clothes off with it
1: <laughs> <laughs> ear gets his house in the south of Spain with room just for his shoes and Charlie has found someone That he wants to spend the rest of his life with.
0: Which is interesting, because that's what John Bridger told him to do before he died. That is interesting. Um, And that's the end of the movie. And I would like to say... Just just to finish up with that. And then also (laughs) that how much, Joe, this is a little quiz time. Oh, geez, okay. How much do you think $27 million in gold is worth today in gold?
1: Like, compared to 2003?
0: Yeah, that same weight of gold. Yeah. To 2000, and it's, yeah, compared to 2003. I don't know, like, 40 million? Yeah, we should have all been investing in gold in 2003, as it turns out. (laughs) Because, um, I have a, oh shoot, what did I have? I thought, you don't have to write it down. You'll remember it. Uh, it's almost exactly five times. What? Yeah, it's hundred and thirty-five million. <laughs> what? Yeah. Are you kidding? No, there's five of them in the crew, so it's like if they just sat on it, they would all have the same. They would all have thirty-seven million. What? <laughs> instead of split by place. That's insane, dude. Yeah, we all should have bought gold in two thousand three. The members were right. And... It's been twenty years.
1: Yeah. How could gold have gone up that much in
0: twenty years? I don't know if you know this, but there's uh there's this whole group of banks that artificially inflate the price of gold through uh betting against it and then for it and then and like basically like trading silver against gold to artificially inflate it. And they also sell like Goldman and stuff, they they sell like perspective gold. So like there are gold dealers who will who will just like they have the gold. You can invest money in them and what they'll do is they'll buy the gold, they'll have it in a vault for you. And if you called them, they would just give you the gold. But Goldman and like some other big banks, they will actually they have they're betting on gold that doesn't exist. They're betting on like gold futures that don't exist. And so they artificially inflate the price by basically, like, shorting the market and then betting gold against silver. So that's why. Because it's in the best interest of large banks. What? Wow. Yeah. You watch The Big Short enough times, you start to want to actually read about finance. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen The Big Short, like, once or twice, and... Definitely taught me some stuff. (laughs) Yeah, uh, no. Then uh, you read. You have to read other stuff. (laughs) You can't just watch The Big Short. I also have almost a minor in economics, so that also helps. But I love almost things. Yeah, almost things. I'm I'm three credits away. It's fine. (laughs) Basically, I'm like an honorary minor. Yeah, in economics. I deserve it. That that matters, right? Honorary
1: minors. Yeah, Photoshop your own own uh, minor uh,
0: diploma. Print yeah. it out for yourself. Get it framed. That's a good idea. So uh, the next part of our show is dunk or defend. Three, two, one. Defend. defend. We really didn't know either of us was going to sing it or what <laughs> we were going to say. And that was a harmony. Yep. We just harmonized, buddy. <laughs> we did it. Uh, come on, guys. Uh, Joe. Just Obviously. Yeah. (laughs) Do I have dunks and defends written down for this movie? No, I do not. Yeah, no. I I have no dunks. I have no dunks. Have I even thought about dunks? Could there be? Sure. Are there actually? No. I have no dunks. (laughs) It was so refreshing. We had watched some real mid movies. Big time. For a while. Big time mid. And this movie reminded me that, hey, guess what? Some people are competent at making movies (laughs) and writing them, and they all fit together, and the plots are really tight, and the movie's an hour and, what, 48 minutes or something like that, and it's just like, oh, man, I feel so, so much joy to just be, like, carried along by responsible movie-making adults (laughs) and just watch, like good things and bad things and crazy things happen, but there's just like a plot that moves forward consistently and it's fun and it's never boring and they cut everything that doesn't need to be there and the heists are so fun and I just love it. What do you got for it? I know you got a lot of feelings about this movie. Well, basically just to
1: reiterate what you said from start to finish, it is just very tight, like it's all it's it's all kept together very well. It uh does exactly what it intended to do. Mm-hmm. It basically like is a heist comedy romance movie. That's what it was trying to do, and it succeeded.
0: It's like a classic blockbuster.
1: Yeah, it's got everything you want. It's got it all well done. Got great acting,
0: great action, best cars ever. Yeah, and so, there's no real, like, holes. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's there's stuff that you could be like, that's not likely to happen. But there's nothing that's not explainable. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just defends itself. I don't have it. Yeah. We can. We. What are we gonna say about this movie? <laughs> it's great, guys. Yeah. You should
1: watch it. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a must-watch for sure. If you have somehow made it twenty years without seeing the Italian Job, by the get way, on we're it.
0: talking about the two thousand three one, not right.
1: the previous one, which I have not seen. With uh, baby Michael Caine, the man when he was not a million years old. I don't even know.
0: I've I've heard Michael Caine's in this movie, but yeah, I've not seen it. Yeah, uh, I. I don't remember if I've seen the whole thing. I need to rewatch that one too. Yeah, I mean it could be Marky Mark's best role. Like, Edward Norton's so great. I mean, every everyone in this movie is great. Yeah. Oh man, it's so tight too. Like it's (laughs) just so tight. Like the writing is excellent. Like the whole, all of it. It's not particularly adventurous now, looking back at it. But like, it is just really like. Well made, oh yep. man, no boredom. You got to watch it totally, it's awesome. So, Woo-hoo. quarter mile time, quarter mile time, no dunks, just defenses. Yeah, Whew. dang. Should we three, two, one this one as well? Yeah,
1: I think we should. Hold on,
0: I gotta get it in my head. Yeah, me too. Okay, so we're we're including our personal feelings right but not to a huge extent and we're also we're not comparing it to every movie ever made is that correct uh yeah okay I got it <laughs> <laughs> okay three two one ten, ten. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it's just if we're not comparing it to every movie ever made, it's a ten. It's just got it's. There's nothing wrong with it.
1: <laughs> not a thing. It's just so good. There's nothing wrong with it's it. It's so easy to watch. So well made. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's not the best movie ever made, but it no. definitely crosses that quarter mile in ten sec. Like it's oh, absolutely. Just, there's nothing wrong
1: with it. Those Mini Coopers made that quarter mile time. Oh easy 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 they did
0: they had wrench working on them how could they not yeah. part of this could be biased to be real with you guys listeners but i don't care i mean it's, yeah we're allowed to have bias in yeah. quarter mile time quarter mile time man uh 10 <laughs> for sure a 10 yep <laughs> there's not a movie in this season that's gonna maybe get close really except for oh, i don't know maybe fast x is pretty dope but it Oh, com- like the, I can't even. Do <laughs> you have anything else can't. to say about this? No, no. Italian job is so good. It is so. Anyway, watch the Italian job. Thanks for listening to Blockbuster Buffs. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Uh, please listen to other shows on the All Days Off Network. So far, we just have All Days Off, but that will change fairly soon. So, um. Keep up with us and follow us on social media. Thus far, we have Instagram. I'm sure we'll get TikTok soon.